Welcome everyone to my podcast. This is another episode where we are going to be talking about uh, embracing technology to enhance our own livelihood, talent or skills. One of the pressing issues in South Africa regarding unemployment is the fact that uh, we do not find creative ways to solve unemployment problems within our society. And the challenge is that we think we are constrained by government rules, obviously to a certain extent, but not to the detriment of our own survival. The majority of us are programmed to think that without government we cannot succeed. So we are restricted by waiting and anticipating government to come with plans where within those plans we will be part of the solution. And in most cases, in the last 23 or 24 years, it hasn't happened. And the most affected races in this particular case are black people, uh, simply because they occupy a majority of the population demographics of South Africa. Whites, I don't think they are affected to that degree, even if BEE was introduced to the advantage and inclusivity of blacks to participate in the mainstream of the economy. They still find alternatives. Uh, I'm talking about the aunties who probably have been retrenched from corporations. They are able to find and start a cook, cook sister shop in Malvern or start a dressmaker. Although it is different, obviously the buying power as well as the, the experience in running a business is not the same for any race group. Uh, if you take, for example, a majority of black people's mindset um, is programmed to think there is a job waiting for me out there when I finish school. Whereas if you look at the psyche of other race groups, using Indians as an example, uh, Indians are trained to think that as soon as I finish school, I'm going to be starting my wholesale business or I'm going to start my own accounting business or I'm going to start my own law firm or my own distribution manufacturing, whatever the case is. And then if you look at the mindset of a majority of whites, obviously because uh, apartheid programmed us to think that whites are more superior than blacks and then we think that they think uh, if they finish school, they will employ a black person to work for them. Whether it's doing garden or doing washing or cooking or cleaning, uh, you, they will always use black people. And we have allowed them to rule and control us to a point where they sort of like own us in an inverted commas. So we cannot on our own break free from that mindset unless otherwise we change our paradigm. And changing our paradigm will not come easy because if you are programmed to think you are stupid for 30 years, it's very difficult to unprogram yourself for 30 seconds or even 30 days and still believe that you are not stupid. So it will take 
another lifetime to re-clean the mind, to reprogram yourself to a point whereby you can start believing in yourself. That is why when it comes to business, a majority who are unaffected by unemployment are, are black people more than any other race. So the current situation of informal traders and uh, competing for survival in the uh, South African economy has put a lot of pressure on a lot of uh, black people and government doesn't seem to care as to how they can go about it. There's a department of small business. I'm not sure what their function is, but it hasn't contributed to the welfare or the upliftment of small business, including informal uh, sector, informal traders, so to say. If I have to reiterate and look back into the 1980s, uh, NAFCOC was formed by Dr. Mutsunyane, and there was also another organization, FABCOS. Th those were proactive organizations where black people came out of the woodwork and came out of their frustration to set up a means and ways to formalize or participate in the mainstream of the economy, either through formalizing businesses and getting licenses or forming joint ventures with uh, big corporations and so on. So the formation of ABASA, which was a black association of black hairdressers of South Africa, the doctor fingertips, the, I mean, the, the list goes on of all those entrepreneurs. And most of them were very, very successful, even if they worked very hard for their livelihood. Uh, appetite was very, very rife. And we were not competing against whites. We were competing to survive and supply services to our own communities. Spaza shops were not even something we can even talk about. Uh, the major businesses were the taxi business, the hair care industry, and then I'm talking about the most common, shebins were actually part of, and then nightclubs. But we never had the opportunity to actually become uh, distributors uh, distribution distribution outlets to expand the horizon of our enterprises beyond the communities that we lived in. In other words, you couldn't become a distributor and supply bottles to SA breweries across the province or across all the nine provinces because monopoly was with the big corporations. So if there is white monopoly capital, I suppose there could also be a black monopoly capital. Why don't we think of the of a black monopoly capital? But we're still going to f be faced with challenges because within the black monopoly and protected themselves to the degree that you can't even penetrate that, that um, protection. An example is all the malls that are built in the townships are owned by one or two companies and most of those holding companies are actually in the stock exchange where you find banks uh, have formed collaboration uh, retailers like the big retailers in the clothing industry as well as the food chains they are actually monopolizing the industry and i suppose they are making billions of rents but when are we going to find ourselves in a situation where we say okay let's form our own cartel our own cartel would be uh, an underground network of distributors of some kind of a product where we can actually be, uh, have a stronghold on that and monopoly on that particular uh, product, if it's a product or if it is a distribution outlet, it must be a distribution outlet. A good example of 
strong black monopoly is the soccer industry where I think the, the cases and the um, cause done a very, very good job. So we need more of those businesses that are going to, to take control and the spanner on the, on the, what's name, on systems and control where they dominate the industry. So the other industry that I think we need to look at is, which I think it's actually a very bad idea for stock files to actually take their money and invest it, invest it in, in the banks because those banks are actually taking the money and building all these shopping malls in the black townships and the stock files are folding their arms and saying they're making money on an interest. Why, why wouldn't they just take that money and build factories and start manufacturing? This is where I don't understand how our mindset functions. So we need to pull out of the banking systems and start creating our own systems where we can have control. So now, that is now black monopoly capital, and there is a solution. Now, when I say solution, I'm talking about a situation where everything currently in the world is driven by technology. Uh, the good old days where manual labor was the tool of choice has become a fading phase of time. So... It's, it's, it goes without question that we don't have, even have to worry about manual labor because uh, it has been replaced by technology. A simple technology where we are using cell phones to communicate, we are using WhatsApp to form groups and influence each other, we've got stock files and so on. But we haven't come to grips with the reality that this technology can work for us. And that's, this is where we can uh, become entrepreneurs and dominate our, our field of expertise. Although the downside when it comes to starting businesses is manufacturing and distribution. Because manufacturing requires a lot of capital equipment as well as systems and highly qualified people to actually tackle the enterprise to become successful and profitable. We still are lacking in that area because the background of and the history of black people has never been focused on manufacturing or independence to become enterprising. It has always been a slave mentality where we work for other people instead of working for ourselves. It's only a drop of less than 10% during the times of apartheid where we were able to have successful entrepreneurs like the Shabalalas who owned AA2 Cinema. The, the, I mean, there are lots of enterprises. The... The Bargmangna. There are lots of successful people in the black townships who thrived during the times of apartheid, and those we must use as a role model. But technology then was something we never dreamed possible. Today we have technology, and if we can use technology where we could control and have equity in it, then we can be able to become a better society of independent nation where we don't have to rely on other races to become successful so this is one episode where i need we need to talk about the benefits of technology and how we can find certain products and thrive on them but one of the uh, issues that is lacking with our business skills is continuous training and development we assume if you are doing catering okay fine you are an expertise you cater for funerals and you cater for weddings then before you know it a white company comes and employs you to do their job and then they pay you. So we are still working under the rule and the mindset of white people. We need to break away from that and probably 
become corporations to ha- to hire them to do work for us and not the other way around so in the next episode i'm going to talk about what is called e-commerce and then how we can actually take advantage of e-commerce to set up our own business enterprises and dominate or compete with the big retail companies without them knowing it is us behind the scene for listening and please share cheers have a good day